What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I am Robert Wampler. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just a reminder, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now YouTube. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to get today. Portland, I want to talk about the Portland Trailblazers and talk about people who may just be sleeping on them. I want to get the Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I think this could potentially, he could potentially be in trouble if he struggles this year. And I want to predict a couple of records, and I want to talk about the NBA playoffs. Uh, but before I do, I want to get to Aaron Rodgers because there's a lot of stuff out there on Aaron Rodgers. So reports are coming out today. Albert Breer says uh, if there's going to be a trade that happens with Aaron Rodgers, and I and I looked at the list, Bradley Chubb, two first-round picks throughout the, ne- throughout the course of next year and the year after that, as well as two second-round picks throughout the course of the next two years, uh, a guard, a few receivers. Uh, they just want – the Packers are just demanding – Assets to assets to assets to get to to for someone else to receive Aaron Rodgers as well as they should, um, but I think there's a deeper meaning behind this, which is the fact that the Packers don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers because they know there's no way the Broncos are going to give all that up. They know there's not a team that's going to give all that up for Aaron Rodgers, as special and as gifted as Aaron Rodgers is. You cannot give up all of your cornerstones if you're the Broncos. You're, you're going to have to give up a lot, but you just cannot give up that much. Aaron Rodgers can carry a team, but I don't think anybody could carry that team if all those pieces are ripped away from the Broncos. I just don't think they can, especially when you look at it uh, on a bigger time scale here. Uh, the, the the Broncos are only going to get three to four more years of Aaron Rodgers. These assets are going to last years after years. And I'm not trying to minimize what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table, but I am telling you that I, I don't believe that all those assets are worth Aaron, not even for Aaron Rodgers. So I, so I want to talk about this with the Packers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers really wants to leave the Packers. And I know that the Packers don't actually want to trade Aaron Rodgers. What's happening here is that the Packers do not want to swallow their pride and I do not want to go up to Aaron Rodgers and say, we're sorry, because they know that would do one thing, which is completely shift the, the balance of power to Aaron Rodgers. And my question to is, what's more important to you? Having power or having your generational quarterback in his, with his few years left and see if he can go in the Super Bowl? And if that's not important to you and it's more important to have the power, that's fine. Now, listen, I don't love the way that Aaron Rodgers is handling the situation. I said that from the start. I do think he's showing a little bit of a diva. I don't think he's being, you know, someone like Antonio Brown, but I do think he's showing a little bit of a diva. And I do think there's a little, uh, you know, uh, there's a little too much off the field controversy right now with Aaron Rodgers. But I do think what he wants is to be respected. And I do think what Green Bay, the Green Bay obviously does not want to show him that respect because they're offering all these things, you know. They're offering him uh, money. They're offering him uh, you know, weapons, they'll acquire some weapons. And Aaron Rodgers is telling you, look, I don't want the money. It's not even about the weapons. It's about the way that I am treated in this organization. And whether I agree with that or not, that is what Aaron Rodgers is saying. And I think what he really wants right now, if I had to guess, is for Green Bay to tuck their tail between their legs, go up to Aaron Rodgers and say, we messed up. We shouldn't draft a quarterback. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have done that without asking you and making sure it's okay with you first. 
We shouldn't have drafted a corner this year. We should have got a receiver the past two years in the draft. Uh, we should have listened to you more during the game. We should have listened to your call in the NFC Championship. And we're going to give you some more say from now on. And I honestly believe if they went up to him and said that today, that relationship is repairable. But they're not going to. And I don't. And you know Aaron Rodgers is not going to go up and say it's okay without them saying that. So I don't necessarily know what's going to happen with the situation, but I believe Aaron Rodgers just wants them to come to him and say, look, we shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't have, and we did, and we're sorry. And odds are Green Bay's not going to do it. I want to talk about the Portland Trailblazers because the Portland Trailblazers are a team that uh, they're getting slept on pretty heavily. They're going to face Denver in the first round. And I got to tell you, I think Portland is set up to go on a nice little run here. When you look at Portland, when when you look at them the past few years in the in the NBA playoffs, there's always been that one team in the West a few years ago, you know, Golden State, or last year uh, it was the Lakers, who were just supremely talented. I mean, just super talented, had zero holes, uh, were better than everybody else in the conference. And, and the, it's hard to be best the best in the West Conference, but they just were. And uh, and I think when you look at Portland, though, the past few years, it's never been a huge talent gap, even against Golden State. There's never been a huge talent gap between them and the best team, whether that's Golden State, whether that's the Lakers, whether that's the Clippers, whoever it is, whether that's the Mavericks, whoever it is. Ever since Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum have been together, there's never been a huge talent gap. The gap is that Portland isn't the best regular season team, whether it's their style whether it's the injuries, whether whatever it is. But this year they have a, a secure advantage because if you remember last year, uh, there were a big talk, Portland's going to upset the Lakers. They beat them the first round. They beat them the first game in the bubble uh, of the first round, the playoffs in the bubble last year. And then they just ran out of steam. They were shot because they had to win so many games before then just to get in the playoffs, so many games in a row in the bubble playing continuously. This year... It's going to be a little different for Portland. If they can get out of the first round and they can beat Dallas, which I apologize, not Dallas, if they can beat the Nuggets, which they have before the season, and I know some guys have been there and there's been rest, but they have. I believe they will and they can if Damian Lillard's on his A game, she's in McCollum. You have a bunch of teams right now, the Lakers who, who people are saying they're going to get out of the Western Conference, they're going to make it to the finals, they're fine. And I'm not so sure about that. It's got nothing to do with talent. It's the fact that LeBron and Anthony Davis, even though it's been hurt and they've had some time off, they got to play in the playing tournament. They got to play an extra series, an extra couple games. We They're, they're going to have to face either one or two seed when they get into the playoffs, whether that be Phoenix or whether that be Utah. And if they have to face, if they, if they have faced Portland in the second round, I think Portland's going to give them a run for their money and potentially beat them. And it's not necessarily because I think that they're the better team, but LeBron, at this point in his career, as, as great as a player as he is, and as great as he has defined, as great as he has defined time, he's still gonna get tired. He he, he just cannot play continuously back to back to back. And I think there might be a slip up this year. I think it may be with Portland. Everybody's sleeping on Portland. I'm telling you, Damian Lillard and Caesar McCollum, that duo, that duo is, is deadly. And I think I think there's a good chance you're gonna see them. Uh, if they get out of the first round with Denver, which I definitely think they can, 
they they may just be LA. Either one of the LA teams. All right, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Arizona Cardinals. And uh, it's interesting because the Arizona Cardinals are a team. I, I predicted, so last year I talked about this. I predicted the Arizona Cardinals. I said, they're going to to bank the playoffs, and I think Kyler Murray's going to MVP. I was a year earlier on them. I was a year earlier on them. I'm going to make the same predictions for this year. This is going to be their pop year. All right. Uh, Kyler Murray has another weapon, AJ Green. If Larry Fitzgerald comes back, that's arguably the best receiving core out there, maybe outside of the Chiefs. And uh, if if the Cardinals struggle this year, what is holding them back? I don't think their old line's holding them back. It's not the best offensive line, but I don't think that would be holding them not holding them back from making a playoff berth or or giving any other team in this division a run for their money as far as winning the division. So let me ask you, what's holding them back? It's not Kylo Murray. It's not the offensive line. It's not the talent. It's not the surrounding talent. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. It's not going to be AJ Green. It's not Larry Fitzgerald. It's not going to be Chandler Jones. It's not going to be J.J. Watt. It's going to be Cliff Kingsbury if they do struggle this year. If they struggle this year, I'm telling you, fans are going to want to bail on him. Fans aren't going to bail on Kyler Murray. They're not. Gonna, he's too fun to watch. He's too. He's too fun to root for. Fans aren't going to bail on J.J. Watt who would just be loved throughout the entire NFL. They're not going to bail on their cornerstone edge rusher, Chandler Jones, and they're certainly not going to bail on Andrew Hopkins or AJ Green. They're certainly not, certainly not going to bail on their beloved Larry Fitzgerald. So who are they going to bail on? Who's the scapegoat? Cliff Kingsbury. Now, I don't necessarily know if scapegoat's the right word because he may be the right person to blame for this. But if the Cardinals struggle this year, I'm not saying they will. You're going to start some serious rumors about Hey, maybe we should move off of Cliff Kingsbury. And do I agree with that? I don't I don't disagree with it. Um I, I don't think they're gonna struggle this year. I think Cliff Kingsbury's gonna be fine. But he's gotta start winning games this year because if he doesn't, they're gonna be in trouble. And I do think there's some serious talk now. Look, we gotta make a playoff berth. I think they're talking to Cliff Kingsbury. We gotta make a playoff berth. We're in a division with with Sean McVay and Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan, and I think, remember when the NFL draft was coming out, and we said, and we said, look, I, I, what's really going on here, Kyle Shanahan, it's not, it's not that he doesn't like Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's the fact that he's looking around the division, and he's seeing, uh, you know, Kyle Murray, Russell Wilson, and now Matthew Stafford, who are extremely athletic, big arm, mobile quarterbacks. He's saying, man, I wish I had one of those. I wish I get a taste of what that feels like. And he got Trey Lance. Big arm, super athletic quarterback. And I think right now if you're the GM of the Cardinals, you're like, okay, we got the quarterback, we got the talent. But you're looking around the division, you got all these creative coaches, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Pete Carroll, who are making it work with these young quarterbacks who are super athletic. And you're looking at Cliff Kingsbury, who right now has a losing record on the Arizona Cardinals despite all the talent. And he's saying, man, I wish we could have one of those. I wish I could get a taste of what that feels like. And they haven't got it yet. And I think they're going to give it another year. But if they struggle this year, you're going to start some serious talk. Let's get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. Let's get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. I want to talk about uh, Tua as well because 
I, I do think who you see, um, you know, like who you play is going to affect who you want uh, on your team. And I, I think people are giving Tua a hard time. Um, and I, I don't think it's right because I, I, I was a big supporter of Tua coming out of draft. I love Tua. And if you were in the NFC West or the AFC North, I may say, may, maybe look for someone else. But the division that you're in, I think you can, you're can, you perfectly fine with Tua at the controls. And here's why. Yeah, sure, you have Josh Allen and Cam Newton is soon to be Mac Jones uh, in the division with you. But let's talk about this. Your team right now under Brian Flores is not built for a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. It's built for a quarterback like Tua that's going to sit in the pocket, do what you tell him, and not turn the ball over. It's complimentary football. It's time possession. It's three to four yard gains. It's not It's not big throws. It's not Julio Jones. You know, it's not Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, this offense. And I'm not saying that he wouldn't want to switch to that. But I don't think the reason they're running this offense is specifically be, because Tua is limited. I think it is because they they want to build the football team this way. Complimentary, play defense first, but complimentary football, uh, time possession, and just don't turn the ball over. Make Tua a game manager, and Tua's fine with being a game manager. Uh, and, and I think, and, and I'm saying, look, if I had a bet today, I don't think... I, the the only quarterback I will be somewhat confident in betting on is going to be on their team in ten years from now. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, and that's a maybe. And and I love Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously the most talented quarterback of all time. But we have no idea what's happened. We have no idea who's going to come out of the draft. But don't be so consumed with quarterback of the future. Tua can win you games now. Tua can get you to the playoffs now. Don't worry about quarterback of the future. If I'm Brian Flores, I'm saying let's win games. Let's make it to playoffs. Let's make fans happy. And we can win games with Tua. We can win playoffs with we can win playoff games with Tua. We just have to have the defense and weapons to do so. And right now they do. Alright, well that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Ray. Thank you so much for watching or listening, however you listened or watched. So thank you so much, everyone. Uh, and I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio. I'm Robert Wampler.